You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but you don't need to be a man to join us. The Real Men Feel Show is produced weekly for your growth and enjoyment. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Your reviews, comments, feedback, and participation are welcome during the live show and anytime in our Facebook group, on Twitter, or at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Greetings, friends, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Real Men Feel. I'm your host, Andy Grant. I'm recording this on July 6th, 2019. The prior episode to this of Real Men Feel was back on April 10th. This three-month break was not planned. I actually had guests scheduled, but I blew them off. I gave in to my fears and doubts. I withdrew from social media, this show, friends, family, my own fitness, goals, plans, everything. Earlier this year, I did a couple episodes, um, February and March, uh, episodes 132 and 133, to be specific, about my fears and the tears that had been flowing around the challenges I had chosen to take on this year. Challenges of, of Kabbalah and the ritual master path and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. I can't explain why, but I gave into those fears and I ended up going into the darkest places that I can. I chose to ride with my suicidal thoughts. I, uh, I dared them to take me wherever they would. There are many times I, I, I prayed for my life to end. I, I just didn't want to be here any longer. I researched and plotted and planned, but I never acted. I couldn't. I knew I couldn't, yet I still persisted. Instead of choosing to do something better, I withdrew. I gave up. I stopped doing things that, that served me and serve others. I, I hid out, literally, just waiting for each day to end so I could just go to sleep. That's all I wanted to do. Just hide out, be asleep have my thoughts be off. I stopped doing pretty much everything. You know, I took Netflix and chill to a freaking whole new level, um, practically attempting death by apathy. You know, I, I ignored people that were ready to be guests on the show. I ignored potential clients reaching out to me for coaching and Akashic Record readings. Uh, I, I, I did my best to sabotage my life so that it would be easier for me to leave it. Finally, on July 1st, my birthday, 
I made a video and put it up on Facebook. Um, at the time, I was supposed to be in Tanzania, Africa, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Obviously, I did not do that. I should be flying. Yeah, I would have flown home yesterday. So I did this video where I, I confessed how, how much pain I'd been in and that I, would, that I just shut down. To not feel the pain, I really shut myself down. I shared and it hurt. You know, I lo I've long been willing to be authentic and vulnerable, but but this this time this this sharing felt it felt like it felt worse <laughs> than that. It felt like there was more than ever before, because I was acting in ways that I knew weren't good for me. You know, I I know better, right? I I was sabotaging my life. I was sabotaging the lives of my family, and I still, you know, I I can't explain why. But through this, there was this extra amount of, of failure and shame, you know, that I, I, I should know better. I do know better, but I don't always act better. When I finished the recording the video, I really wasn't sure to share it. I, I thought I, I might have gone too far. I, I, uh, I didn't feel good. Um, at the end of it, but I decided to post it anyway. And I said, you know, I can just freaking delete it in an hour or two if it just doesn't go over well. If I'm just, you know, if it's just seen as just being negative and pissy, um, I don't know. You know, instead of just uh, talking about it, trying to rehash it, and we're linking it in the comments, as was my original plan, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to insert it here and. If you've already seen it, you don't want to see it, whatever, just you know, fast forward the next six minutes and uh, I'll see you at the, on the other side. Greetings. Hello, it's Andy. I have not been on Facebook in many months. I have not been doing much of anything for many months, but I uh, finally want to show up, um, acknowledge everyone sending me the birthday wishes. Today's my birthday. And I'm supposed to be uh, on Mount Kilimanjaro, hiking Mount Kilimanjaro this week. I should be right at the summit now, but obviously I'm not. Um, I'd done some posts and, and videos back in February and March, sharing um, a lot of fear that I was having, a lot of things I had chosen to do and just bring up lots and lots of fear and you know, I guess, and fueling some depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, uh, but uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> I have not been in a good place. Um, I did not plan to withdraw from social media, to withdraw from life, to stop doing the Real Men Feel podcast, but that's what I've done. I've thought about doing a video. This is at least the fourth time I thought today is the day, and I'm hoping this is kind of my, uh, putting the flag back on the ground and saying, I'm here and I'm moving forward and things are going to start looking up. I, uh, mm. so as I got closer to Mount Kilimanjaro, I was having nightmares and daydreams about not coming back, about going there and dying and going there and dying by, by suicide, going in and just not returning from Africa. And, uh, then the beginning of June, I was diagnosed with skin cancer. 
so I took that as the opportunity to just to cancel the trip. That was kind of like the, the, the final straw. So I didn't uh, go on the trip. And I said I had uh, skin cancer at the top of my head removed the other day. Um, so what? <laughs> so in the meantime, I've been not doing anything. <sighs> I stopped doing everything that served me, that served others. I begged and pleaded and prayed to die instead of to feel better. <sighs> Some people have reached out to me with emails and calls and texts and I've ignored you. And again, it was about part of my withdrawal. It's nothing to do with who you are. It's about me and uh, I chose not to want to be helped. I chose to go deeper into the shit, to feel worse, to focus on everything that made me feel bad, to investigate and plot and plan ways to end my life. <sighs> my, uh, my wife and mom have been very scared. <clears throat> Which, in uh, many extenses, is the worst part. Because <laughs> I cannot convince myself that uh, I can't make my life bad. I can't do enough self-sabotage. I can't fuck my life up enough so that I know they'd be better off if I was gone. <sighs> so I felt like a failure for months. Ugh. You ever been in a class or at work and just there's nothing to do and you're just literally watching the clock go by? That's why I've been living for months. I just wait for the day to end so that I can go to sleep. And then I delay getting up as long as possible. I have not been living. And also I've taken no action in my demise. Because I know that's not what is supposed to happen. Yet. Every now and then, I put all my energy and focus on that, on the shit. You know, suicidal ideation, it's very different than depression. Like, I'm, I'm teary now because I'm talking about this and sharing this and, and I'm afraid to. Um, but I'm not sitting around sad all day. I'm just sitting around thinking about how much I don't want to be here. It's not every day, but it's most days. And I'm sick of it. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. So hopefully I'm rising from the ashes. Hopefully by finally doing this, letting the world know where I've been, how bad I've been, I uh, start making the shift. So here's to the shittiest birthday of my life. And uh, the good point of that is that, you know, 2019 can only get better. <sighs> so if you see my wife or my mom, give them an extra hug. They've been through some shit. And if you reached out to me and I ignored you, it's me, right? It's George Costanza breaking up with you. It's not you, it's me. And it's really fucking me. Um... I know I can do this. 
I don't know that I want to do this. And that's the dilemma I've been in for quite a while. But again, hopefully my sharing this, again, puts an end, brings a shift in my life. Hopefully there's something in here that helps you. <sighs> Sometimes it just sucks to be, to be. I need to finish that. <laughs> but most of the time it feels good. And even during this, I can laugh and giggle and whatever. All right, I'm sorry wasting for six minutes of your day. <laughs> Bye. So I've written some of my thoughts down just so I'm not a, a total rambling mess. Um, I wanted to share more, go deeper than, than that video and, and at a time now when I'm not just, uh, ah, I have the ability to express myself without just, uh, you know, being in sobs and, and just being in total pain. I. I you know, um, it's, it's, uh, five, it's five days later and I, I feel a, a lot better. And so that's why I wanted to get here and, and be seen. Right. Cause I've, uh, you know, the feedback to that video blew me away. I've gotten comments and messages and texts and calls of, of so much love and support. I heard from people that were recounting spending just a few minutes with me almost a decade ago and the impact it made on them. I heard from someone that uh, had done an energy coaching session with me like four years ago. And what I shared with them, you know, about them, how, how the truth of them that I saw, I, that's what I shared with them. And they just said it still resonates with them and it still benefits them to, to this day. And they've even shared with other people the, the things that I had shared in that session. Um, but one man messaged me agreeing that real men do feel, but he said, real men don't talk. He confessed to his own suicidal thoughts that he hadn't shared with anyone before. And that really hit me as to why I share the way that I do. I somehow feel better in doing it, but the feedback, the connections, the impact it has on others it just never ceases to amaze me. It's, it's freaking astounding. And I've also learned in my own cycle of, of ups and downs of, of being freaking Andy Grant, when I finally feel called to share, I know I'm, I'm at the end of, of whatever the freaking misery is that, that I've been dealing with. But that comment that real men don't talk that may have been the most painful comment I read. Because so many guys think that. So many guys live that way. And I'm here to tell you, real men do talk. We have to. When we don't, life is so much more painful than it needs to be. If men don't feel, if men don't talk and share, they die. They die younger than they ever need to. They're in more pain than they ever need to. Their families, their friends, society, humanity, the universe suffers when men don't feel and men don't talk. That's why I do what I do. That's why... I I can't just stay withdrawn. That's why I perhaps overshare in the eyes of some. 
It helps me and it helps you. You know, I do my best not to share for the sake of drama. You know, I'm not out here to add just negativity and pessimism to the world. I share from my heart so that I can connect with yours. Sometimes sharing my deepest darkness gets me to the light faster and it serves others in ways I can't imagine beforehand. You know, I don't think I've ever done a video or a show where I just like complained. <laughs> I don't think I've ever just done the laundry list of all the things that I don't like in my life. That, that's not the type of sharing I'm talking about. That's not the type of talking that I'm talking about. When I authentically share from my heart, when I'm willing to be vulnerable, I, I, I feel more alive. I feel the connection with people. And I know that's part of why I'm here. You know, many people have commented on, on Facebook about my bravery, my courage, my awesomeness at being vulnerable. And uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I really wish there was some other skill. I really wish I was great at something besides uh, being willing to, to cry on camera in front of the freaking world. But it's one of my, uh, I guess it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift I've tried to return and I can't. <laughs> this work, being an open man, being a man willing to feel and talk and share, it is so often rewarding, but it isn't always fun. You know, being human, not just being a man, being a human can be extremely painful and challenging at times. But it's not all the time. And it doesn't have to be as much of the time when we're willing to feel, when we're willing to talk, when we're willing to be seen and to let others see us. That's when we are in our power, in our glory. That's when life is its richest. One of the Real Men Feel guests from earlier this year, Dove Barron, a, a great guy that, that has reached out to me and commented and he has this horribly keen awareness of when to uh, check in with me. But uh, back on July 1st, that evening, the video had been live for a few hours and he called me. And saw so his name show up on my phone, and I was scared to answer. I still felt so raw, so seen. I, I was just still sobbing a lot from, from every message, from every bit of support. And I didn't want to talk to him. I, I couldn't take, I didn't think I could take being seen you know, that, to that depth. I know he was just going to probe me. <laughs> and uh, so I ignored him. I ignored him. And he kept calling. <laughs> which uh reminds me i do, i want to mention that uh, like from for for two months uh people noticed i was gone noticed i was quiet wondered where the show was wondered if i was okay and uh i just ignored them i text and messages and emails i just ignored it i didn't i didn't want to deal with it i you know it was like i was pretending i was dead i'm gone and uh 
you know, part of this is the, the sabotage and I'll ignore all of you so that it's easy for me to check out. And that reminds me of a, a, a little aside. I want to encourage you to really reach out to the people that you care about. A text and an email, it's easy to ignore. I, I for, for three months, people would message me, email me, text me, and I would see it. And I wouldn't read it fully. I just got the notification and I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to get back to people. I, the worst, most frustrating part for my family was that uh, I wasn't willing to be helped. I just wanted to ride the misery. I just, I just wanted to get worse so that I would find out where my bottom was, I guess. But anyway, all the uh, messages and stuff that people ignore, when, when, you, when you're concerned with someone, call them, right? And the people, some people persisted with me because they knew it wasn't about them, right? So when you get ignored, realize it's, it's not about you. They're not ignoring you. It's a person ignoring themselves and refusing to feel connected, right? So be willing to push through that. D don't take being ignored personally. Um, just know it's not about you. It's not you, it's me, right? It's, it's the bad breakup story. So anyway, back, back, to, back to Dove getting, getting in touch with me. Um, I, I answered the call and, and he's he, he, fuck, fucking guy. He just he says, I see you. Like, yep, you do. And uh, I shared with him that one of the worst things about this whole episode was that I know better. That, you know, I've done personal growth work for years and years and this crap should be over, right? I should be healed, right? Uh, but here I was just sitting in my own personal hell once again. He pointed out the difference between a battle and the war. As a spiritual warrior, as a, as a warrior of light, as someone battling their personal demons, I'm always in the fight. When the opposition retreats, I need to get stronger. It isn't the time to think, yay, it's over. I can just kick back and chill, which is what I've always done. I expect it to be done forever. I expect it just like... Uh, be, be in bliss and harmony and, and love life for every remaining second of my existence. Despite the fact <laughs> that whenever I talk to someone about suicide and depression and all that shit, I share that if you ever seriously consider suicide, that thought will always be there. It'll be there lurking in the basement of your mind. Waiting for you to be run down, tired, less conscious, less aware, waiting for you to be weak, not paying attention, so it can strike back. Somehow I hold myself to some distorted higher standard. You know, I speak and write and coach about this shit. I can't feel this bad again. Well, I can, and I have. I can't give up and dare my darkest aspects to take me away. Because I know that's not why I'm here. So I've won lots of battles. 
And it's something to be proud about. It's not something to beat myself up over. Got to realize I've won lots of battles. But a warrior is always a warrior. And if this war with darkness, if this war with a desire to give up, um, if it's for my life, then if it's for the span of my life, then, you know, so be it. Maybe that's part of why I'm here. Well, not even maybe. I fucking know it is. So I'm in it for the long haul. And to remind you that every time you win the battle, and then there's another fight later, you, you know, you, you did win the battle. You did get through it. But it, it doesn't, it just doesn't necessarily end forever. We can all be stronger than our fears, than our doubts. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> People have long told me that the darkness, that this wanting to die isn't me. And, and I can feel that. I, I get that. But it can still make being me, being so fucking hard. It can be so painful that, again, I tried to give into it. I dared myself to harm myself. I challenged the darkness. I challenged the dark. I challenged demons and evil to fucking take me away. But the love, the support coming from people, even that was painful to receive at times. You know, I, I was still had this lingering darkness, this uh, the negative ego, evil, you know, whatever you want to call it. But uh, for the last five days, like every comment, every message, every email and text I get has me sobbing. And uh, you know, it's 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 that notion of being seen. It's the notion of uh, other people forcing me to feel the love, to see the light, to, you know, to really feel again what I know to be true, right? Nobody is here for the purpose of ending their lives due to emotional pain. I've always freaking believed that. Even, <laughs> even though that I sometimes give in to my emotional pain and think I'm better off dead. So Real Men Feel, we'll be back shortly with guests. It won't just be me rambling. <laughs> I will be doing more videos when uh, hopefully I'm not so choked up and sobbing that I can't even get the words out. I'll share things without tears. Again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's more than that. You know, when I say Real Men Feel, it doesn't mean only feel like shit. It doesn't mean real men feel depressed. It doesn't mean real men feel fear. It's just that men feel. Real men are willing to feel whatever shows up, everything that's in their life. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. If you're a man who thinks feeling or crying is wrong or not masculine, be willing for that to be a mistake. You know, if we're friends on Facebook, look at all the women commenting on my video. Right? There's, there's no one calling me a pussy and a wuss. <laughs> or maybe there are. But uh, even if you feel like, if you're watching that, you're just like, oh my God, I would never want to be that guy. You know, what a fucking tool. And that's fine. That's fine. I, I assure you, nothing anyone can say about me comes close 
to the shitty way I talk about and treat myself at times. So, but I'm back. I'm back in charge. I'm back on being focused. I'm back on taking care of myself and being as much service to others that I can. I'm focusing on the light instead of the dark. I'm focusing on sharing, being of service, everything going again. Because again, nobody, not me, not you, not anyone, is here for the purpose of ending their life prematurely due to emotional pain. And one of the biggest realizations I've, I've had through this period is that just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. And just because it's in your head, it doesn't mean it's you. I encourage you to feel. I invite you to talk and to share. And through it all, be good to yourself. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel.